This session of ADHD contains graphic descriptions of violence, gore, or sexual themes. Listener discretion is advised. And as always, we hope you enjoy. Welcome to Adventuring Dimwits and Hyperactive Dragons, aka ADHD and D, a real play tabletop podcast that uses D&D 5e to tell a story and mess around a bit. I'm Orion, the DM. This week's sample episode is called The Ghostly Smile. In this adventure, Jackie has made a mute serial killer named Veer, using a homebrewed subclass we found on the Reddit called Crazed Killer. The link to the Reddit post is on the Discord. For this episode, Veer hunts an NPC through the streets of Durga. I guess you'll find out if they kill him or not. In future episodes, Veer goes against characters made by different players, and with each murder, Veer grows stronger, and so do the targets they hunt. Look for more of these episodes around Halloween this year. Catch you next time. Before the Xbox One came out, so they're probably like 360 oh, ones or something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but they're in good shape and they work. It's just a matter of I don't have the earpiece for them. So. Mm-hmm. All right. So I guess we should get this actually started if we're going to do this. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It might be good. So why don't you introduce your character? All right. So. Uh, I'll start with the physical description. Alright, so my character is Veer Farwalker. That's a hard thing to say. <laughs> That's the first time I said it out loud, actually. Uh, Vera Farwalker. Veer Farwalker. Uh, okay. Level 6, Crazed Killer. And then I'm not entirely sure how to pronounce it. Is it Shadarkai or Shadarkai? I don't know. Shadarkai. However you want to, I'm fine with <laughs> Shadarkai, Shadiki, whatever you want. Shadarkai. Sh- say Shadarkai. I'd probably do Shadarkai, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have him as, or them, what? he, they. I'm using he, they pronouns for him. Okay. Um, I have them as chaotic evil. And their background was an urchin. Okay, so Veer is a thin Shadar Kai with spidery limbs. He's not very strong, and their curly brown hair sits at ear length. The bangs overlap a mask that they don't like. They never take it off, basically. It's a porcelain mask. Um, The mask doesn't have any discernible features. It just looks like a statue with the eyes cut out. And there's a large crack across the bridge of the nose that leads to an impact fracture above the left eye. And though shadowy, you can clearly see his eyes, which are strikingly blue. They're menacing. I wrote that um, they have uh, Sanpaku eyes. I don't know if you know what that is. I do not. Okay. So uh, it's when you can see uh, side, like three sides of your iris. Uh you can see the whites of your eye around it. So, like, you know how, like, if you look at your eyes, your iris is touching on both the top lid and the bottom lid? Yeah. Okay, the Sanpaku eyes is... It's only touching on the top, or it's only touching on the bottom. There's, uh, like like I said, three sides of it. If it were a square, <laughs> three sides of it, you can see the whites of the eye. <laughs> I love the, 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 like, look of it. Like, they're just very intense-looking eyes. Hmm. Uh, I mean, it sounds okay. cool. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I didn't need to explain all of that, but I did. You're fine. Um, 
So Veer often only communicates through deep grunts or vague gestures, and they are dressed in mostly mostly black on top of their leather armor. Uh, his personality is devoid of emotion, really creepy, and they're always wearing a mask. Okay. Unknown ideals for now. Their bonds <laughs> is only really one, and it's their pet rat, Steve, destroyer of worlds, and their flaws <laughs> that they have a compulsion to kill. And this compulsion came after somebody hit them on the head really hard. Yes. Did you want me to read through my backstory really quick? Yeah, you can do that. Okay. Veer doesn't remember much of their childhood. They only remember being fostered by an old couple when they were around five or six. They had a foster brother, Bun Bun, who loved who they loved to play with. They would follow the small herring herringon, sorry. I pronounced that right? Herringon, yeah. They would follow the small herringon attempting to emulate him. Their foster parents, James and Mary, took special care with the young elf as Veer never spoke. Mary worried something might be wrong with the child and spent almost all of her time with him. One morning, while Mary was fixing breakfast for the children, Bun-Bun struck Veer over the head with a heavy clay pot. They covered their face and shrieked in pain, and when Mary turned to witness the brutal scene, Veer was on the ground, crying with blood everywhere. She ran to help the child, holding him close to her as she yelled for James. Bun-Bun came running into the room to ask what was wrong, feigning ignorance. Seeing as Veer never spoke, Mary and James never knew the truth of what happened. Ever since the accident, Veer changed. They started torturing small animals in the neighborhood, taking a special interest in maiming any cat they could find. And soon after Bun-Bun left home, Veer also ran away. He lived a life on the streets, squirreling away in any hidden passage that they could find. They cycled through pet rats over the years, and their current one is Steve, Destroyer of Worlds. He's an albino rat, and Veer skulks around various cities waiting for lone wanderers' vulnerable moments. Moments, sorry. They have murdered over 12 people, or sorry, over 20 people, but that's all we know of. Um, that, like, that's been reported. And mm-hmm. he's been nicknamed the Smiling Ghost. The what was that? The Smiling Ghost. Oh, nice. So... He's just been traveling around, basically, just kind of wherever and then kills whatever it strikes him. Pretty much, yeah. Um, he tries to wait for people to be alone, um, but he doesn't really have like a type okay. because it's literally just a compulsion to kill. So he, he gets that compulsion and he tries to find someone that's just alone. Just waits until somebody walks by that's all by themselves. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. I also forgot to mention, he's only 36 years old, so pretty young for an elf. Um, yeah, that is really young. He is five foot seven and weighs 150 pounds, and he's really, really pale. He's a Shadar Kai, or Shadar Kai, whatever Shadar you want to call Shadar. it. Shadar Kai, Shadar. Shadar He's a shadow elf, we'll call it. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's basically what he is, right? Yeah, it's basically what he is. Okay. Um, so I kind of, I don't, I mean, I say this in the beginning of every story. I don't have a, I don't have a plan for what this character is going to do. And I think it's more so for, for him because you don't have like, he doesn't have a goal. He just murders and kind of lives the life because he's alive. He hasn't been caught yet and yeah, like exactly. prosecuted. Mm-hmm. So basically what, what we're, 
kind of going to do is I'm just going to throw him in a town. <laughs> and, like, I guess it's, it's going to be kind of up to you on what he does, of course, and where he goes and how you find these victims and whatnot. Okay, um, yeah. I, like, I don't know if he, like you said, it's an impulse. I don't know if he has haunts that he would go to regularly. It, it sounds like he's not a very social person, so it doesn't seem like he no, would be. Yeah. He's not going to go to an, a tavern and, like, talk to people, because obviously he can't talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he kind of, so part of, like, the urchin background is, like, you know, like, really fast passageways through cities. So I figured, you know, he kind of hangs out in sewers or alleyways or, like, just anywhere that's, like, kind of hidden. Yeah. And he definitely, like, he doesn't do work. He he pickpockets and whatever, whoever he kills, he'll just pillage their body or sorry yeah basically he the, uh not the right word i'm thinking of pillage <laughs> pillage that's more i feel like that's more of a town type thing but um yeah <laughs> he i can't think of the word i don't know Loots their body yeah jesus that, christ that works um <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, but yeah a... so okay yeah he doesn't do jobs he just loots the bodies of the people that he kills and hangs around creeps on people okay <laughs> Uh, we are using a homebrewed subclass that I think I found on Reddit. Oh, that's right. Yeah, sorry. I, I said it, but I didn't say, hey, this is yeah. it's the crazed killer <laughs> homebrew it's crazed class. killer. Um, I don't have it pulled up right now, but I'll put it on the... Oh, I have it saved, actually, in my pictures, and I can bring it up really quick and then yeah i'll put it in the reference page i need to go through that page actually and here it is credits designed by coco's homebrew using gm binder artwork by siley but yeah sorry i interrupted you you're fine i i have that reference page the the one channel so that way Mm -hmm. any homebrews that we use are going to be visible on the discord for people to see so it's not like oh, we use this homebrew and we never mention it because, like, oh, we're not going to give the person credit. I want it to be visible, like, all the time. Like, this yeah. is something oh, you guys okay, can yeah. look through. So, like, I... So it's available even if you don't do the whole welcoming yes. thing? Yep. Okay. Awesome. All right. Yeah, so... Well, it's not available if you don't at least uh, go past the welcome page because nothing's available if you don't go past the wel- welcome page. But, okay. I mean, that's just a simple obey these roles, so it's not mm-hmm. that big of a deal. Um, yeah, but it is like right now all that's on there is like a few things from sessions that aren't even going to be like in the audio right now. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so you're you're in Vindowin because mm-hmm. I mean that's where you were born and raised, as far as you know. I feel like it would be hard for Veer to travel across to any other continent because he can't talk and he's a killer. So oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> a two-month boat trip might end with him being the only person on the boat and never making it. Uh, or yeah. they would throw him overboard once they figure out he's killing people. So, mm-hmm. And since he never takes off his mask, I feel like that would be pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, he does take off his mask, but not all if, you, if you see his face, generally that means he's going to kill you. <laughs> yeah. So best to just not look at them. <laughs> yep. So I, this is going to be more of a session zero than I feel like an actual session for the most part. But I want this to be, yeah. there's no set time where this is happening. 
So like this mm-hmm. isn't going to be like, oh, this guy is going to be caught. Like you're not going to run into this guy in the main campaign, possibly. Um, also, <laughs> like for the most part, I feel like he might avoid larger cities unless like like he finds like a good little hidey hole where he could be safe. But he might mm-hmm. like just go through like little towns and go through all the places, unless he had. I mean, do you do you picture him being like in a city city for a while? Like, how do you um, picture him? I guess I should say. Yeah, I mean, I I kind of pictured a city because I was thinking of like the sewers. I'm sorry, my rat is chewing on something. And Steve, the destroyer of worlds. <laughs> no, my actual rat, cricket. <laughs> Can you stop it? Jeez. All right. Um, yeah, so I pictured him in more of a cityscape because I was like, oh, well, he's going to kind of skulk around alleyways. And... Okay, yeah. So do you have a specific city? I do not. I didn't actually look. I'm sorry. You're fine. I. It would be really funny if you said Durga and then I would be like, oh, yeah, you guys just barely missed him when you were running through the, the sewers of Durga. <laughs> Please. He hangs out with the crocodiles. He hangs out with the crocodiles. <laughs> he actually wears that like crocodile skin now all the time, just because. <laughs> okay, but what if I do say Durga? <laughs> I'm fine with it. Durga is a massive city. The chances okay, of awesome. running into a killer or even running into like anybody else in the sewers is probably not high. Uh- <laughs> okay. Awesome. Perfect. East was just lucky that she made it through the sewers without running into him when she was already half dead. Alone and half dead, yep. yep. Three HP left when she ran went running. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so, yeah, so he's in the sewers of Durga if that's where you want him to be. That's fine with me. Hell yeah, alright. Part of me is always like, oh, we need to expand to go to more cities and stuff. But I'm like, at the same time, we can just build in one city and then eventually move on. It's not a huge deal mm-hmm. if we don't. If you guys yeah. never visit Balsor or Lusden, then that's <laughs> Balsor. That's just part of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's 20 million cities that I haven't even designed yet, just because you guys haven't visited yet. Um, we'll we'll get there. We'll get there. We've got years. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, we'll get to the point where we finally like go to one of the other worlds that we've talked about designing when. Caden and Ari are playing. Uh, <laughs> or DMing, because they'll be like in their 30s at that point. Um, Jesus. <laughs> so, you are in the sewer of Durga. It is, we'll say it's early evening. The sun has started to set. The season is mm-hmm. unknown. It's just a, a season. We won't even nail down a time right now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing, Veer? Um... Veer was... What was he doing? He was training his rat. He was training his rat in the sewer on like a little platform somewhere and is now ready to go scour for some food topside. Okay. So how does he scour for food topside? Um, what do... What does like a, a small marketplace in Durga look like? Hmm a small marketplace (laughs) yeah like you know how you know how like in cities there's like koreatown which has like a little marketplace with like i'm picturing stuff like that yeah because there's there's a number of large marketplaces like i mean gideon and haskell just got arrested in one 
Um, yes. <laughs> they're massive. They they span like city blocks for the most part. But then there's like smaller ones. Like there's a small market by the seaport that is where uh, Roland actually was when he tried mm. to seduce that trite. Um, and there's um, like successfully did it. Yes, it's not <laughs> didn't happen in audio. Um, but <laughs> that's true. <laughs> but uh, I would say the normal small marketplace for this is like there's usually a it's an open sided building. Or they have like vendor windows in the building itself. So you can walk around the outside perimeter of this building and it will have a couple different markets and everything. Mm-hmm. So like people are, you know, they're, it's like. You cut out. Uh oh, I don't hear you at all. Big rip. I'm going to text you. Maybe you can't hear me. Can you hear me now? Yes. Okay. Ball sacks. What happened? I don't. <laughs> I must have accidentally pulled the cord a little bit. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, it was recording for me, so at least my audacity still has it. Uh- <laughs> okay. Well, I didn't hear anything past they can walk around the building. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, take number two. <laughs> I was like, I'm surprised that they didn't say anything when I said this. Um- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you you can walk around the building. It's like, I'm trying to think of a good size for it. There's probably like 10 to 20 shops that are just on the outer perimeter and you can walk mm-hmm. walk around in this small square and the shops are like there's taller shops that are like six feet in the air so if you're like a shorter person you're not going to be able to reach it these people are like standing over a counter looking down at you as you try to order something mm-hmm. but then there are ankle height shops and it's because there's there's two levels. There's the normal level that's a little bit above ground level. And then there's the basement. And people are opening the basement windows and having shops there that you can come order stuff and they'll hand it through the basement window to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm kind of having trouble picturing this, but I think I understand what you're getting at. Um, I am going to... Because I'm picturing like a city block and around that block is what you're talking about. But maybe that's way too big. Yeah, I'm thinking... <sighs> What is a good size? I am thinking a tennis court sized building. Oh, okay. Yeah, I get that. I can do that. And then I don't know if you've ever seen Kleck shops. Pardon? (laughs) I'm going to send the word to you. Google Kleck shops. They're from Bulgaria. Okay. So this is something I just saw on Tumblr the other day. I was like, oh, that's actually really cool. I like that. Whoa. Yeah. So basically, the buildings, like normal side, like instead of using the inside of the building, like up top and everything, or making these storefronts, it was cheaper to rent out the basement and then just open basement windows to do shops. Mm -hmm. And so it's from like Cold War bunkers and stuff like that. So Hmm. it's really, it's an awesome idea. And like these places are 24 hours. A lot of them are 24 hours and they really go for the like the nightlife and like the college mm. kids and stuff like that. So yeah, but those, Gosh, yeah, these are so cool. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a Tumblr post about it. And I was like, Oh my God, that's amazing. I'm going to totally have that now. Uh- <laughs> okay. So you're, you're basically saying that there's these basement shops and then right above them, there are the yes like uh- platforms where they're, they're like, yeah. Imagine if, 
towering you, over you, basically. Yeah, imagine <laughs> if you walked up to a food truck. You know how the food truck window is always, like, above your, like, right... Like, you have to reach up to get the food half the time from them? Yeah. So imagine you have that, but then right below that person... So you're reaching up and you're grabbing a taco. And then you crouch down directly below it and you get a drink from somebody in, a, in like, a drink shop. Mm, okay. And I feel like those are, like, the small town... Mar- the small markets in like the neighborhoods of Durga, so like okay. the rich people and like the 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 travelers go to these huge markets that are wide open with kiosks and tents and like you know the bazaars of like the Middle East and stuff like that. You know, like loud, noisy, lots of crowds, vendors all over the place. But then, if you live here and you're in the neighborhoods, these are the type of places you have. It's like one small building that has a dozen shops all the way around it some up above some down below yeah okay so now i have to think of how how they could possibly swindle some food out of these little shops well basement ones they probably won't be able to i was actually gonna say the basement ones might be the easiest one because if they have an entrance to the sewer you would get (gasps) into the basement And literally, the per- like they could have an entrance, like a small entrance into the sewer in their cooler. So, I mean, mm-hmm. it might be the perfect situation for Veer because he could walk into this basement cooler from the sewers, take food, and go right back into the sewers without ever even being seen. That's very true. See, I was picturing like him having Steve grab something. I mean, you could do that too. I mean, it. Your character. I'm not going to tell you what yeah. to do. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. But that sounds really great. That's awesome. Uh... It's it's kind of like what I like. And like, this is something I just pictured too for Veer, if you're into it, is mm. maybe he found like an abandoned one of these type shops, mm-hmm. like one that's like closed down and doesn't isn't used anymore. And that's like his main way to get in and out of the sewers with a body if needed is so maybe. Hell yeah. Yeah. I was thinking. So like you have this abandoned. uh, Clex shop. Yeah. Clex shop. (laughs) We'll we'll workshop a name for the D&D world that we have. Um, Yeah. Yeah. But so it's like a. So like he could go in through the basement window super quickly or he can enter through a doorway if he needs to. But he has a quick access to get in and out of the sewers from here. And it's kind of a safe place to sleep, too. I mean, for the most part. Mm -hmm. Especially if it it does look like it's closed, it's abandoned. Yeah, no, I like that. I'm writing that down. (laughs) Connection to the sewers. Yeah, I like that. I I definitely think he'll have a little setup, basically. I was going to say, oh, maybe he could take his bodies there and torture them there if he wanted to torture them. But that's too close to the streets so yeah i mean he could drag the bodies through there into the sewers but yeah that's why i was like eh. and if he doesn't yeah, definitely too if sewers. he doesn't eat the people then he probably feeds the crocodiles yeah he doesn't eat the people <laughs> <laughs> so that's how he's become friends with the crocodiles because he feeds them <laughs> yeah he has a symbiotic relationship with the crocodiles in some ways he feeds them and they keep an eye out for random rogues trying to run by his area um, <laughs> okay, so now we have to decide how we're going to play this. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. I like watching the, the 
I like watching the the meter go when I'm like breathing slightly. Like it doesn't show up on the audio, but it shows up as like a little green spike. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, that's that's me getting distracted. Uh, mm. So yeah, so Veer, you were training your rat, Steve the Destroyer, Destroyer of Worlds, and then you got mm-hmm. hungry. So how do you? So you? So you're gonna go to how? Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you go to the same places, or do you try to find a different one, or do you like have a rotation? How, what do you do? Like, it's to... gonna be kind of a rotation, yeah. Okay. So, so I feel like today we could go like actually walk around the streets, and he'll he'll let Steve grab something for him today. Okay. So you're he walking... does have a hooded cloak. So he's still wearing his mask, but he has a hooded cloak and his bangs cover his face a little bit. So, and he's so pale that if you are just like walking by, you're not really paying attention. Um, You don't really notice that they're wearing a mask. It just looks like their face. So he can kind of walk around. Yeah. And I mean, this this isn't like a modern day city with city lights that keep the streets bright for the most part. You have like the sun is start is setting and it's getting dark and people are traveling the streets with like there are lanterns along the streets and there's probably some in some of the nicer neighborhoods there's like magical spheres that they that are set to go off at a certain time have runes on mm-hmm. them but it's it's dim it's it's easy to hide yourself and easy if you have a hood up you're just not going to be seen I mean Haskell yeah. has perfected this art and i feel like veer probably has even done so more yes it's his entire survival at this point correct yeah so why don't we do a i feel like stealth? A use, I, I don't think it's going to be stealth i don't think you're not technically hiding from people like if you're like actively trying to hide from somebody right now but i feel like you're probably walking along the streets pretty like maybe you're not being completely out there but you are not trying to just like be completely invisible yeah especially if someone starts paying attention to you you might have your next target um (laughs) so instead why don't we do like a survival roll to see how god how quickly you find food that you like okay or like find some sort of scraps that you think steve could get to pretty easily using the laptop for this so bear with me you're fine. Fifteen. Oh, that's not bad. I think yeah. you find you find a, a yeah you you find one of your little store. You're gonna have for now. We'll just call it Cleck. Your little Cleck <laughs> shops. One that's not yeah. like it's not super busy right now. And as you're walking along, you notice that like there's not a lot of people nearby. It's just kind of it's like a quiet neighborhood. And the few shops that are open are kind of like. The shopkeepers are, like, poking their heads out the windows, talking to each other from, you know, down the building a little bit. Mm-hmm. And they aren't really paying attention to you as you walk up, like, toward them. How do you how do you send Steve to find you food? So, he has trained Steve to when he, I guess, let's say Steve is hanging out in, like, in the hood on his shoulder, like, back far enough to where like if you're looking at him you can't see him so uh, that's like on the around the back of the neck that's where my rats actually hang out when they when they <laughs> when they're on top of me so um 
Steve will be there, and let's say that Veer kind of like rubs his neck as like a signal, and then Steve will scamper down through his clothes and onto the street, and then like into that little shop. Okay. Hmm. How do we want to get Steve to find this stuff? Uh, I guess I'll roll for Steve. And just see how he does. <laughs> okay, that sounds good. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're fine. This is this is a new experience for us, so we're just trying to figure it out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're working it out as we go along. Yeah. Okay. Steve comes back with like a little package of like crushed crackers that he finds. Um, <laughs> like it's not a lot of food, and it it's mm-hmm. definitely not going to be filling. But hey, he brought you food back. Yeah. So okay. I guess that that's good. Uh- <laughs> Crushed crackers. Love it. Okay. Um so he's going to need more food. So let's say that he's going to try and find a busy like the overhead shops. Okay. He's going to try and find a busy overhead shop and maybe try to swipe something, like swipe some fruit or Okay. So why don't you something. So you you kind of walk up to try to find something. Yeah, but like they're in the kind of like uh, what's the word that I'm looking for? Not mob, but there's like a just like a grouping of people around. So he yeah, like doesn't a, get singled out. There's as... a couple customers who are like standing by, nearby, looking at like the signs or something, and so you mm-hmm. kind of go up and like stand near them, but not with them. Yeah. And then there's a couple of customers, like, right up against the shop, like, talking to the shopkeeper. Okay, why don't you make a sleight of hand check? Okay, 20. Nice. So, with a 20, I mean, you grab, what What do you want to grab? You can grab whatever you want. What do you want to grab? What, what is What is most readily apparent? Um, let, we'll say there's, like, a loaf of bread... And like a basket of like fruit of some sort that is like right on the counter, and maybe like a small drink of some sort, like a uh, a bottle is sitting there too. Okay, we're gonna go for the we're gonna go for that fruit and the bottle, but we'll leave the bread. So just like a piece of fruit and that bottle. Okay, that's what you have then. Then you got you cool. you've got like a like a small melon that's like the size of a softball and your your bottle of a drink of some sort uh <laughs> i don't know what do people what do people drink in cities in the fantasy uh mostly like, alcohol right i was gonna say it's like a <laughs> bottle of ale probably uh, <laughs> <laughs> probably so yeah that's what you have now um he will find a secluded alleyway to eat i do feel bad i feel like it's kind of boring until he finds something you know, or find I, someone. I mean, this one we're <laughs> this one will be a setup one, and I and you know, in my opinion, any session is a decent session, even if it is boring. Because like, okay, we're trying to figure things out. We're trying to figure out how we would run sessions like this, and like if we, in the future we want to run more sessions like this. This is what we're doing. Mm-hmm. So that's true. Yeah, and I like you work in the morning, so I don't plan on keeping you long anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, appreciate that. Hmm? I said I appreciate that. <laughs> oh, I just heard the that. I was like, yep, oh. that. Um, <laughs> that. That. It doesn't help that I'm, I'm like, trying to do something real quick that I want to see. <laughs> yeah. You know, me, I can't just sit and do something 
once. It's like it's okay. I understand. I'm well, just I'm along. I'm here for the ride. Well, yeah, man. you're here I'm for not, the ride. I'm chilling. <laughs> well, what I am doing is trying to figure out how to make it so we have a dice roller that isn't Discord. Yes. So yeah, um, I have created a campaign on D and D Beyond. It's not going to be useful for us as far as actual character sheets and stuff, I feel, because we use so much homebrew. Yeah. And to have access to a lot of stuff that isn't homebrew, you have to buy it. Um, yeah. But I can copy a link and send it. See if that does anything. Okay, I have to create an account. I don't think I have. Did I? Yeah, I don't think I created one. Probably not. Join Eamon. It wants me to create a character. Oh, because you're joining the campaign, so it probably makes you have to... Oh, that's annoying. Ugh. We don't have to do this right now. Can I skip this? I don't know, can you? Yeah, it's so sad. Yeah, I have to go through race, class, abilities, description, equipment. Don't worry about that right now. (laughs) That's that's too much. I'll I'll keep that open, though, so I can do it at another time. All right. Anyway, let's... So you're in an alleyway. You're mm-hmm. snacking on the food you just managed to get a hold of. Snack time. Snack time. Um, how you're you're watching the people go by on the street, and mm-hmm. I, I'm torn between me setting up somebody for you to hunt, or just being like, okay, you're watching people. What do you see that would get your attention? What do you see that you would hunt down? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to be like, oh, you see this person walking by, and it's like just the perfect thing because I don't know what might trigger your impulse. Yeah. So. Hmm. That's a good point. I never thought of like a trigger for that. Yeah, I th- I feel like there has to be at least some sort of trigger hmm. to really. All right, let's let's analyze his his uh his trauma a little bit, <laughs> and see what what would. Because hmm. I'm thinking like, okay, so he has. Every time he sees a bunny or somebody with long ears, he just goes crazy. Uh... <laughs> No, because he, he loves Bun Bun. Yeah, that's true. He loves Bun Bun, and even though Bun Bun did at least cause something along these lines, it's not that would be the trigger. Yeah. Like, I think he's a little bit obsessed with Bun Bun. Just wait till he runs into Bun Bun and kill her. Or Nightwing, I mean. <laughs> um, so, yeah, like, I'm trying to think of, like, oh, maybe if he hears something that sounds like a clay pot breaking, or uh, if... Thing, if if some like if things get a little too tense somewhere like that kind of environment stresses him out a little bit and he he feels that compulsion does that make sense I'm I'm trying to figure something out that like would make sense yeah I, I mean, what are your what are your thoughts <laughs> <laughs> I mean it, I feel like maybe like you say he he never hunts more than one target at a time he doesn't he goes after solo people. So maybe yes. if like there's a situation where like there's loud noises, but he spots somebody walking by themselves, ignoring the loud noises or something along the lines of like, yeah, yeah, there's a really like that crowd is getting really obnoxious. But, oh, look, there's a just a random person walking over on the other side of the road and they like glance at the loud noises, but then just keep walking. And for some reason, yeah. that's the type of person he wants to do is like go after the people who don't pay attention to loud noises or don't aren't affected by it while he is affected by it. Mm, okay, so it's like kind of like a jealous thing. Yeah, and it doesn't even have to be like a 
like it's not a conscious decision. He just also like, yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. Go sorry, after that. that's not what I meant. Like, oh, he's like, oh, I'm jealous of that person. It's yeah. yeah like I, I was gonna say a subconscious thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like that. I think that works. Yeah, I think that 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 makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So so to set the scene for that, I think we have a group of young university students coming up to the the shops that he just took some of the stuff from and they're being raucous and annoying and obnoxious and like you, you can tell they're drunk you can tell they're they're out having a great time it's a group of maybe half a dozen students who are just just living life and yeah Maybe Veer is just watching them for a while, like, man, that's really obnoxious. Oh, man. Or yeah. maybe even like, oh, man, those people are interacting well together. Man, what would it be like to be socialized that way? <laughs> uh, and then he spots, like, someone walks up to the shop that they're at, orders something, pays for it, and walks away without even looking at the students at all. They yeah. They don't seem to even notice it, almost like if this was modern day they'd probably have earbuds in and just didn't listen Mm -hmm. but they just completely in their own world and they just start walking off by themselves heading down the road rage instant rage (laughs) (laughs) like just started he starts breathing heavy can't even finish his food anymore half-eaten apple in his hand. Mm-hmm. Melon. Melon, yes. That is what I said earlier. Uh, <laughs> okay. So, how does he go about hunting this person? Alright. Um, he's going to... Uh... Oh my god. I can't think of words today. What's the word for when you're, like, following a person, but from a distance? Stalking? I'm sorry, you cut out. What did you say? Stalking? I guess stalking kind of works for that, yeah, but... Shadowing? No. Um, Maybe I'm not thinking of. Trailing? Trailing. That was what I was thinking of, yeah. Okay. But yeah, so basically he's gonna he's gonna follow them from a distance. Um, Ooh, making sure not to arouse suspicion. Okay, why don't you make a stealth roll? How do you say 24? Jeez. Yeah, this person doesn't notice you're following them at all. Um, <laughs> they, you, you just follow this person down the road for a little bit. Uh, they kind of, they seem to be heading somewhere specific, but they're they're cutting down kind of side roads and everything. 
How yeah. long? How long do you wait before you like do something about it? I guess is how so, we'll put it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he's going to trail them until the streets that they're walking become a little more empty. I mean, it's it's gotten darker, I assume. So it's definitely easier to not be noticed. Uh, but yeah, they'll wait for for the streets to start to empty out and they're going to look for the moment when they take a shortcut through an alleyway or uh, go behind a building or something like that. They're going to wait for that moment to kind of either corner them or I was going to say capture, but I don't know how far we are. But yeah, that sounds about right. So either corner them or capture them. Hmm. How do I want to do this? Uh. <laughs> I guess well you rolled high enough to stealth so what we'll do <laughs> is hmm. this is Hmm. Uh, <laughs> Ooh. Sorry, I I'm doing way too much while I'm doing this. Um <laughs> It's okay. I just found something that I really like and I think we might mm -hmm. end up using it. It's basically like roll twenty, but Yeah. I'll send it to the chat. Um, of course, it didn't send as a link. Uh, <laughs> <coughs> we're going to get nothing done tonight. Uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. So, I was also thinking, if you'll allow it, mm -hmm. because I have the the perk of, like, the city secrets, mm -hmm. that's, like, not as long as it's not in combat, I can navigate twice as fast speed-wise, um, that Veer would also enjoy kind of taunting their victims like he would like try and scare them and like you would see you would see him behind you and then you would go to kind of move a little quicker and then as soon as you turn around you see him there kind of like does that make sense and how i'm trying to describe it yeah uh... This is what Obviously I'm... not that quick, but... 
I'm uh, saying, I'm trying to see like uh that's what I think I'm trying to I think I'm having the hardest time doing is trying to figure out how to portray this as okay so you rolled stealth so you're really sneaky but how do we get this to be where you're actually you're hunting this person and they start feeling the fear like you know mm-hmm. what I mean like how are we going to get to this point and it's like so you <clears throat> so you rolled stealth really well so you have yeah. a say on when you want the person to become aware that you are nearby Yes. Yeah, and I was just trying to think of like how how they would go about because obviously like he doesn't talk. Yeah. So it's not like he could get up real close and whisper in their ear or I guess he could whistle but that's not really that scary. Um Maybe, okay, picture this, you're walking down an alleyway and um, you hear metal scraping against the stone ground behind you and then you turn, but you just see like a figure like go around the corner. Mm-hmm. Like, would that... Like, I feel like maybe that would work. Yeah. So, like, his um, his great axe, he would, like, scrape along the ground. Yeah, like, he's dragging and it. And then, like, yeah. Like, pyramid head dragging his giant yes, thing. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah and this, this, per- this, this individual you've been following, like, isn't aware. They're just, they're in their own little world. And all of a sudden, they hear this, like, this noise and then, like, a scraping. And they, they glance behind them and they just spot you. Until you go right around a corner, basically. Yeah. Like, you, you, that person sees, like, the tail of Veer's cloak and the very tip of his great axe. Yeah. Is what I was, yeah. And it's like, it's dim light, so, like, it reflects a little bit off the axe and, like, just mm-hmm. all of a sudden disappears. And. Yeah. For a second, they're left wondering, like, did I actually see that, or am I imagining things? And they kind of give themselves a shake, and then keep mm-hmm. walking. Yeah. And, like, they walk another, we'll say, like, a couple dozen steps, and they're, like, kind of glancing around now a little bit more than they were before. They're they're a little bit worried mm-hmm. now, even though they don't see anything now. They don't see you anymore. Yeah. And I'm thinking, okay, here, here's here's the, the next tactic of the instilling fear so are are alleyways like connected like could there be like another alleyway in this alleyway yeah i don't know if that's making any sense because i'm thinking like oh this person is kind of a little more aware now they're kind of glancing back and they're walking they're not not truly paying attention to like in front of them or to the sides of them they're concerned with like behind them and they pass an alleyway and Veer's just kind of standing there and they don't recognize him at first and like when they realize like oh hey 
there was someone standing there, they kind of like look back, but there's no one there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I almost feel like for this, it should just be a description. You're you describing what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> but it kind of helps like. Yeah. Going a little back and forth for me just to create because I I made this character and I had a general idea of what I wanted to do but I didn't truly think all the way through about it and I know I should have but I just hadn't gotten around to it well I for the first session for something like this I kind of feel like it's is just a testing ground and then it's kind of like yeah. when we first did Haskell it was like okay how am I gonna run this with just Haskell type thing mm-hmm. and I feel like that first session was a lot of just kind of feeling things out and so that's what this is true and now i'm describing my takedowns (laughs) (laughs) so yeah like this person walks by is like walking down an alleyway and they turn down, down another alleyway and like you're standing there for a second and then the lamplight lights flicker and all of a sudden you're gone and now they're starting to really kind of freak out. They go, hello, anybody there? And they look around. Mm-hmm. And they, like, clutch their cloak more tightly around them as the wind whistles through the alleys. And then they cut down, like, the alley they've been on has been, like, an actual street alley. And then they cut mm-hmm. down, like, a little side path that's just for pedestrians and carts can't fix down it, fit down mm-hmm. it. And so they start walking down this little side path quickly. They're their steps now are, they're not calm, quiet steps of someone just walking home. It's now they're worried. Now it's mm-hmm. just a quick step, 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 uh, step, step. As yeah. they start, they're not running, but they're definitely moving quicker. Hurried, yeah. <laughs> and their anxiety starts to peak a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm going to say that how do I want to do this? Yeah. Okay. So when they when they turn down that that smaller alleyway, I'm gonna say that uh, Veer is at the far end of it, like kind of standing there with the great axe, just kind of like resting on the floor, like the end of it, still in his hand. And they they stop. And see you, and their hearts racing as they like. They hesitate. They don't know if they should. If this is real, they don't know if they're actually. They should be running or what. And they mm-hmm. they look at you and they go, "Can can I can I can I help you?" And, and just then, um, Steve, Destroyer of Worlds, uh, squeals and runs over their their, their feet. Oh, nice. Trained your rat to terrify <laughs> people. Uh. Yes. <laughs> to distract this person so that when they look up, Veer's gone again. Yeah, they, they feel the rat run and they look down and they jump as the rat run skitters over their feet. And then they look up, and Veer is just gone again. And 
it's really just they break out into a run. They start to run, and like they get like a, a half a city block, just running in a straight line down this alley, basically. And they start to mm-hmm. slow down because they haven't seen Veer for a moment. Yeah, I'm gonna say that. Okay, yeah. So we'll say that this person has been running for a bit and they're like, oh, okay, well, maybe they're gone. Like, they kind of, like, they haven't seen him in a while. So they're like, okay, well, maybe I got away. And as soon as they turn a corner, they'll bump into Veer. But, yeah, 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 they'll bump into Veer. So they turn the corner and they bump into Veer. How tall is Veer? Veer is 5'7". Okay, so not super tall. Not super tall. The same height as Haskell. Um, and <laughs> one inch shorter. One inch right? shorter. One inch shorter, shorter yeah. <laughs> yeah. Haskell, Theron, and Gideon are all 5'8". Um And they bump into you and bounce backwards and they see you standing there with your great axe like on the ground next to you. Mm-hmm. And they scream and turn to run the way they just came from. And... Does Veer grab them at this point? Yes. Yeah, Veer is going to, as soon as they start running, Veer's going to sprint and get their, like, how do I describe that? Like a... You know, if you're grappling someone with, like, a bar in front of them, like, you have the bar in your hands, but you're pulling the bar into that person so that they can't move? Yep. Does that make sense? Okay, because he's going to do that with the uh, great axe. He's going to, like, swing it up and around and grab them. Why don't we make a grapple check, then? Okay. He's not very strong. Well, grapple can be strength or dex. Okay. Can we do dex? No, it's going to be strength. No, yeah, it can be. Okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It'll probably be crap anyway. 14. Yeah, I, I real quickly was looking up grapple, and it's like, oh, strength is the only thing that can be used. And I'm like, 
but then people are arguing about how decks would make sense in certain situations. And I'm like, it makes sense. I mean, like, you're not holding them for a long time. You're not holding them still. You're just getting them in your grips. So dexterity yeah. makes sense to me. And they rolled a five. So you have them in your grip now. Amazing. We love it. All right. So Veer's going to grapple them. And in their scuffle, they're both going to fall to the floor. So this this person has their back on the floor. And Veer is kind of straddling them with the great axe blade towards the the person's throat, mm. kind of holding them in place so that they don't scream. And like the person stops struggling and is wide eyed and breathing heavily as they they this grad great this grad axe this great axe like. <laughs> is right at the tip of their throat. They can almost feel the cold matter, metal like on their skin. And they just go, don't, don't hurt me, please. Don't hurt me. Don't kill me, please. It, like when they start to talk, he pushes the, the knife into their neck a little bit to, to shut them up. They, they gulp. Um, their Adam's apple like pushes up against the knife. <laughs> the blade. <laughs> <laughs> there's no use for it I feel like but I kind of want to use my dreadful presence right now I mean I feel like there's a great use for it right now okay alright terrifying Uh (laughs) yeah (laughs) so with with one hand I know it's a two handed weapon but I think because it's resting yeah he can still hold it with one hand so with uh, one hand holding the axe with the other, he pulls his mask off in the process as well as the the hood that was still down. Um, and he is now, you see his face and it's very pale and it's like extremely eerie. His face is stuck in an eerie smile and his eyes are wide and he's not blinking at all. Um... Like, his teeth are not rotted, but they're, like, almost stained black. And, uh, like I had mentioned before, his eyes are, like, a piercing blue. Yeah. So, he's using Dreadful Presence, so you have to make a Wisdom saving throw. DC is 15. They fail. Yeah, so they're frightened. (laughs) (laughs) Uh... Yeah, in this situation, the technical, like, the frightened thing won't do much, because that just means they can't move closer to you, and their attacks have disadvantage. But overall oh. they are they're sweating bullets and they are their eyes are darting left and right and their their breath is like labored as their their heart beats out of their chest as they lay underneath you terrified mm. for their life at this moment um quick quick side note i'm just realizing dreadful presence is supposed to be used on any hostile creature and this person isn't hostile. <laughs> I, I'm, but... And the thing is, like, 
I think a lot of those things are for like combat when you're fighting people and everything like that. And I think at this point, this isn't hostile, but they're still like in this situation. I think it works fine. I think it's a good okay. it's it's a good role play flavor, nonetheless. Okay, perfect. All right, awesome. Okay, so with that, they're going to. Um, with their free hand, pull out the small knife that they have and use the back of it. Or they're going to use the blade of it to kind of caress this person's face. Um, and then they're going to tilt their head and then pull the knife back really fast and use the back end of it to knock the person out. All right. Um,. I'm not going to make you roll for that. This is a, a random civilian, and okay. you have them grappled. <laughs> Your attacks have advantage because they're grappled, and most commoners have, like, 4 HP. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. So you knock them out. You hit them with, like, the hilt or the back of your knife, and mm-hmm. they go unconscious. And then, so do you drag them to the closest sewer entrance? Yeah, so what the, what uh Vier's gonna do is uh I was gonna say hog tie, but maybe not hog tie, but definitely tie them up first mm-hmm. and drag them into the sewers to finish them off. Love it. I think that's where we're gonna end it. Okay. I think I like the idea of once you catch them and have them at your, like, disposal. Like, at some point, we'll do some more into the actual, like, if you want to get into a little bit of the torture, we can get into that. I don't know how much we mm-hmm. want to get into that, just for the... Yeah, I feel like it kind of, it speaks for itself yes. enough just saying, hey, this crazy killer just took an innocent person into the sewers. Yeah. Yeah, like, I don't think we need <laughs> you to... You know go... it can't be good. Yeah, at a certain point, you don't want to start describing stuff that will make everybody uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> but I like the idea of once you catch your prey, it becomes... All right, and then we drag them into the sewers, and it's done. Mm-hmm. Until one day, one of them escapes and, you know, turns you over to the feds and... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, because honestly, there has to be someone that survives because, at some like, point, the kill the kills are what is notable. Like, they know that there's someone out here. But that... at the same time, if he's feeding them to crocodiles in the sewers, there's no proof. These people just That's disappeared. True. And some of them, like, yeah, I mean, if they are well known or well liked, there would be a search for them. But, like, if you're just going to take someone random off the street, there's no rhyme or reason to it. So, mm-hmm. finding you, especially in, in, it's not modern day where there's, like, surveillance or anything. It would just be a matter of mm-hmm. possibly getting caught. And I True. think that's what your stealth rolls are going to be. I don't think we're going to have you, like, fail to, like, hunt these people. I think it's going to be a matter of not getting spotted. And not having people yeah. s- like see you in the end. And I think okay. I think yeah. it'll be a lot of fun if we do get Brett in on one of these to actually just be like 
I'll probably just sit back and you will literally stalk We'll Brett. describe it together. <laughs> yes. Brett will be describing okay. the person as you describe what you're doing to them. <laughs> yeah. No, so. I like that. But real quick, because I was like, because uh, in my backstory, I wrote that they're, they're nicknamed the Smiling Ghost. Like, no one actually knows who he is. But yeah. So I was thinking, like, okay, maybe, maybe there was... Um, a victim that he was able to grapple but they punched him and his mask fell off and you know he has that creepy ass smile oh, yeah. uh and they were able to get away so they called him the smiling ghost or whatever yeah i like that because yeah somebody's just gotten away at some point maybe it was in like a different city even mm-hmm. and like now you're here but yeah you've just been slowly at some point they might find you <laughs> yeah that was just fine i mean yeah this this isn't good this isn't a happy story with an adventurer who people are gonna like um yeah no not at all i would, I, I want i want this killer to get caught <laughs> yeah i would love for this to be like the killer that carson and brett's uh detectives like finish their story on or something like that could Hell be a lot yeah. of fun, oh, or because like I, like, I want to do like a few quick, easy like one shot like mysteries for them, which of course one shots mm-hmm. with me means two to three sessions, but like <laughs> like do a session where like build up to the point where they also catch hints of this this killer who is mm-hmm. your character. So yeah, I think that'd be a lot of. But fun. I do feel like. I feel like it's not much of a mystery, though, right? Is it? Um, I think, depending on how we play it, it will be a mystery for their characters to figure out how to find you. Oh, okay, yeah, that's true. Because yeah, there not... aren't any bodies. Yeah, and I'm not going to be posting these sessions like I post... I'm going to stop posting a lot of the sessions that we record nowadays. Like, mm-hmm. since the podcast is now getting out, I don't feel the need to be posting everybody's stories all the time. Like, some of it I'm still going to do, but, like, the main campaign, I won't be doing as much and stuff like that. So, and, yeah. like, even, like, the Death Rack and the Ranger sessions, I'll probably be taking down. And then these ones, I'll, like, we'll keep them around to have to play, but right now they're not going to be as visible so Brett and Carson might not have any idea what your killer is doing if they haven't played with you so okay alright cool yeah I like that and they already know that you're like going to help with the detectives because I guess that's what's been decided (laughs) yeah I I think that's been decided for me that I was going to be kind of a (laughs) codium for you (laughs) yeah which I'm fine with so but yeah I'm fine with that too it sounds fun but yeah, we're uh, we're good to go. So. Okay, I'm gonna stop recording. Adventuring Dimwits and Hyperactive Dragons is brought to you by a bunch of friends who decided to record their sessions just for the heck of it. Check out our Facebook and Tumblr at Adventuring Dimwits. To check out more of the world and our text-based adventures, join our Discord server. The link is in the episode description. Music provided by Parker Hyde, and I'm Orion, the DM. Catch you later!